Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Trash Mob Show. Um, tonight, it's me, Link, Megatron X again, talking about Destiny 2. That game that has been out. It has been out for how many years, guys? Do you guys remember? Um, I want to say it's on its... 2017? Third... Yeah, I say third leg. <laughs> it's on its third leg, so... Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been out for a little bit. Yeah, it's been out for a little bit, but it has been a success. Um, <laughs> I, like, I see a lot of people to this day saying, oh, I play a lot of Destiny 2. I play Destiny 2, I play Destiny 2. And um, although I am not a big fan of the of the platform, or the, the game bit Destiny 2, I gotta be honest. But um, I know that there are a lot of people who play Destiny 2 to this day. Mac doesn't agree yes. with me. And, uh, and shame I, on me. I understand why. I, I understand why you do not like it um like i've mentioned before it's a game that actually if you kind of just jumped into it last minute um the way that they set the ui up with this more recent update for uh, all the new players when it came to stadia was still a little bit off um the ui system in general just gave you gave new players no sense of direction on where to go what to do where to start and it was a pain in the ass because for somebody like me who's invested so much time in this the series in general it just totally shunned people away to a really good game like if you really followed it from the beginning the way it was meant to be and the way it was uh done before it would have been great if they just kept that more direction it would have been fine but what bungie wanted to do was take the restrictions away from people that wanted to start brand new because some people are going to be like, oh, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to wait gotcha. to play PvP. I want to just jump into PvP like right when I start, which is fair. But with this game, you needed to follow the story to kind of understand what you're really doing and why there's PvP and all these different things. Be before we um, get into the um, the lore a little bit, uh, Meg, have you played Destiny 1 before? Jumping on Destiny no. 2? So you jump it straight to Destiny 2. Um. One thing that happened to me when I joined it, I think I said, okay, I'm starting the game and I'm already level 750 if I'm uh, I'm right. Yeah. And that felt a little bit odd to me. What about you, Meg? It was horrible. I do not, I love, like, I love leveling a character and getting gear and learning, unlocking your abilities as you grow with your class and working on your skill tree, which destiny doesn't really have a skill tree in that sense but like that progression aspect so to just get dumped in a game and have everything already unlocked all my abilities unlocked all the storyline was open I, I was already level 750 when i felt like a level one which i was a baby so, and it was i didn't know what to do so reddit told me to go do the stories so i started with the campaigns but but even then it, it, it already doesn't make sense because when it first launches you into the game you play this little like pre-intro that gets you to the tower but then if you try to go do the campaigns 
let's like you start at a completely different place in the timeline. So I started confused and I never ended being confused. But it's a fun game to play with your friends and it has fun missions. So I just don't worry about the story. I don't know what's happening. I I know people's <laughs> names somewhat and recognize their faces. Like the lady from the moon. That's how you know it. <laughs> right? Or the voice like Shax has a deep voice. Like this is like how I basically navigate the game. And I still have fun. So you don't necessarily need to know, but it is confusing to start. Is the worst game to ever that I ever started ever. But still one of my favorite games overall. <laughs> worst game to start, really good game to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, I, definitely. I remember that a few I want to say a few weeks or months ago, there was a huge event going on for the Destiny 2 community, which was the arrival of the oh, Almighty, my right? God. Yeah. Oh yeah, the um, the like one one time event that you can do, um, and you had to be there in order to get the. It was <laughs> this big old thing, and we expected it to be this great prize, and it was. I mean, for some of us, it is, but it was a uh, it was a banner that you can put on. So it was a banner that you can you can put, and if you were there during the event, you were able to get it. But so. the way they promote it, and the way actually the event unfold. I remember that there was thousands of people watching uh, either on YouTube or on Twitch and there mm -hmm. was the thing moving very slowly for like two it, hours. It then... was so what it was is the 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 ship that was eventually going to be the it's, it was a machine kind of think of like the Death Star, but it was like a wider sense of it. Right. And what it was doing was charging up in order to destroy the planet or the traveler and such. But you actually worked with another group of uh, people or NPCs in the game to utilize an AI system to shoot out a barrage towards that ship and stopping it. And so while you were watching the ship on the outer sides, you can see rockets heading towards right. it from both left, right, above, under until it collided. Yeah, no, I, I remember watching uh, your stream of that. Uh, it was the hell of a coup watching in the... I, I would believe uh, if there was a time lapse, uh, the experience felt a little bit better than... <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Because oh, there, yeah. <laughs> there were like a lot... Everybody was uh, on the tower just hanging out and watching to the sky and see what would happen. And then yeah, the thing no, would definitely. move a pixel. And then another pixel. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. horrible. That's all I have to say. It was horrible. <laughs> Yeah, for those that, that didn't like, like I said, if you didn't follow the lore, you didn't get a chance to follow the lore, you'd be looking at it like, what the hell's going on and why am I just sitting here? Which is perfectly yeah. fine. I, I completely get it. I completely get just, it. They should have just blown it up and been done with it. It was so, I kept waiting for something to happen well, for so I, long. I, me too. I, I, I was in and out of the stream, but I think that was a very special event for the Destiny 2 community which is huge. It's a loved uh, community that loves the game. And I think uh, at the end, everybody enjoyed and got um, maybe the the prize wasn't that big, but uh, the event itself was a big event. Yeah, it was just a it was a nice like live event really quickly that was going on. Um, I mean, to showcase what's been going on in Destiny 2 in general's in the general story, not counting the DLC and stuff, because this was stuff from the very beginning of Destiny 1 rolling over into Destiny 2. And then you have, you know, the final end of what this was. So it, it was a pretty big deal for those that were super into the lore. 
but I, I thought it was so, great. So, Link, talking about a little bit on the lore, um, please take your time talking about Destiny 2 and do a before <laughs> talking about Destiny 2, do a quick intro on what happened on Destiny 1 to then becoming Destiny 2. Yeah, um, and I actually made notes and all that stuff oh, for you. Nice. You'd be surprised by it. Like, and you guys I, I thinking that Link was not coming to the show? <laughs> no, I had the, I had this ready, knowing that I wasn't going to be here uh, on time. So once I got here, loaded at the computer, I'm like, "Okay, where is it? Found it," and then just popped right in. So um, to make it as easy as I can, you're gonna. I mean, obviously, like I said, we got to go back to Destiny One. And I'll try to do it as quick as I can, but still thorough enough to people understanding it. So in the beginning, you had the Traveler, which was considered a god. It's the big round ball that you see in the title screen all the time. So it was considered a god that was found in basically the late 21st century. And it terramorphed these planets for humans um, which they considered the golden age after that was created. So we made all these planets inhabitable for us to, one, colonize, but also, two, give us the ability to get more involved with tech. Um, and with that expansion in the technology, we grew into finding exos, which is a race that was created, which are obviously the mechanic exos with advanced AIs that have a human mindset. Um, so with that being done, um, you come to learn that there is a presence out there called the darkness you don't know exactly what it is but you know that it's been pursuing the traveler for some time now it's an old age enemy and you kind of now see it in destiny 2 when you hear about the story of a season of arrivals these triangle or pyramid things you realize that's the same old presence from before also following the traveler and it's been hiding here the whole time um so once the darkness finally reaches the traveler who has been hiding on earth um you start getting into the age which is called the collapse which is the arrival of darkness and that's when you have the humans that were living on earth fleeing away well while fleeing away in space something happens and they end up changing and that's when you get the creation of the awoken so now you have these awoken people who were human and now have been changed from some type of cosmic energy or whatever the case may be. So now you have them. How many races do we have on Destiny 2 again? You have three. So you right. have humans, you have Exo, and then you have the Awoken. That's only counting those that you can actually um, choose in-game to be a Guardian. Uh, and then outside of that, you have the enemies, of course, which eventually I'll get into that. Um, so with the Traveler's Last Breath, he ends up creating uh, Ghosts, which you've all seen the Ghosts. Peter Dinklage pays, played the voice in the very first one, and then you had to transition over into the next one. But these Ghosts actually create Guardians. And with that being said, the Guardians seek, or excuse me, these Ghosts are seeking out Guardians amongst the dead human, Awoken, and Exos out there to be the next protectors of basically the solar system. And since the Traveler is pretty much done, this was kind of that transition into now we have these Guardians to, to protect us. So the first Guardians that actually were created were the ones that ruled, that were considered chosen. Those were the ones that were told to, not told, excuse me, but felt that they were the ones to rule over the others. Some of them eventually became warlords, while the other ones fought to tear them down and started building a city underneath the shadow of the Traveler. That's why when you see 
in Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, the city that they're reclaiming or that they're creating is underneath the shadow of the Traveler as kind of like a, a praise to a god or, in a sense, something similar to that. Um, so with that, once you have the city created, you have now the creation of the Iron Lords, excuse me, the Iron Lords, the protectors of humanity. That's the first set of guardians that were ever created. And they actually play a role later on. And you'll know that that name sounds familiar because you have the um, the Iron Banner, which is the competitive, super sweaty level advantages PVP that goes on every, I think, once a month or so. And like for a week, it, it's pretty bad. I don't I don't really condoning it but yeah it's it's for the really hardcore players so but you get some rewards out of it so now now that you've gotten that first part out of the way now you have where you start in destiny one which is the ghost awakes you in russia and now um it's your it's your fight you're fighting back the fallen which are the pneumatic pirate race that's there which you've kind of seen they kind of look like these weird wonky animal type things that have like machine masks and stuff they're pretty cool i like them actually out of all of them i think i like them the most um they're, they're super cool um and then you also fight back the hive which are the alien race who have been attacking earth and already have claimed the moon so that's what kind of portrays into destiny 2 now when you see the moon is back and it's completely overrun by um the the hive and they actually worship the darkness their job they kind of want the darkness to come back and reclaim the domain um and by doing so they want to destroy the traveler they think that it will bring him back so while you're on the moon you end up running into um an exo which is considered the stranger now you see that character coming back into beyond light which you've seen in the trailer there's three characters um the the drifter which is known for gambit eris morn who's known for a lot of the moon stuff and then you have the stranger as well, who's now returned. And there's a lot of lore going into that stuff, but that's for later. Uh, a, um, a, a quick stop link because uh, you mentioned yeah. uh, Gambit. Gambit is also a uh, game mode on Destiny 2, right? You, Correct. We, you, we have how many game modes do we have? So you have Gambit, which is a PvP, excuse me. PvEVP, which is basically player versus the environment versus players. So you're going against another team who's fighting the environment, and at one point they can go through portals and fight each other. So it adds an another element to the PvP aspect. And then you have the typical PvP stuff, crucible, um, which right? have a bunch of... Yeah, so you crucible. And then you also have Iron Banner, which is the same thing, but it's more of a competitiveness doesn't really have like a huge ranking system but it's more meant for com heavy competitive players where your levels are enabled and the strength of your guns are actually enabled as well so that adds the extra element into it and then you also have for the literally like the sweatiest of the sweat is the um gosh now i can't remember what it's called um the trials trials of osiris is what it's called sorry and that one's run through um i think through mercury and that's an elimination one so you have i think three three tries or three losses and then you're out but you have to win seven matches total in a row not in a row but you have to win seven matches total if you can go flawless your rewards are increased 
if you can make it to the end, you have great rewards. But if you don't make it, you're basically cut short and have to restart again. Wow. So those are those are the big modes. And then, of course, you have the standard the PvE stuff. The, they the have standard, actual... The standard PvE, can we consider the story mode or the campaign? Um, it, There's one that's called The Reckoning, which ties into some of the story. But it's strictly four players um, fighting another dimension. And basically, you get gear that way. But it's for four players to, to play through, uh, kill a bunch of mobs. Think of it as... Um, don't even call it like a mini raid or anything like that it's um it's more of a area that you can rinse and repeat to kill stuff and get gear i guess you can call it similar to a loot cave but uh i, I wouldn't necessarily label it as a loot cave but it is a pvp mode that you can do uh to get gear and that gear is used towards gambit prime which is uh another version of gambit mag which one of those modes you like the most well, <laughs> I did a little bit of Gambit to the point that I like almost understood it, <laughs> but it has a certain, it has a certain stressful element to it that I, I don't know. I've, I never, I didn't, I need to play a little bit more, I think, to get like comfortable. Probably the PVP part, right? Well, that and like if you you have to deposit your moats into this thing to like charge it up, and if you don't, if you die with them on you, then they're all lost, and mm -hmm. like your team can see if you have like a <laughs> you full, fuck like, oh, you screwed up, <laughs> and you're like you're trying to save them up, and then you die and lose them all. So it's a lot of fun. You definitely have to work with your team. And what was the other mode? What, what was it's the called other the mode? it's called the reckoning. It's. I don't think you've oh, ever tried that. Oh, we did that. We did it. You took oh. me. We went together. Yeah. I, had, I thought it was a really special memory. Like I cherish our okay. reckoning days and hours that we spent. I <laughs> I more remember the time I took you guys through the story. I think it was you. I know I did Nate once before, as well. We so. did a lot. Yeah. No, you took us reckoning, and we got our cool armor. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it's it's specific to to whatever role you want to play when you play Prime. So if you're one who collects moats, you can collect moats faster. Uh, if you're more of a offensive player, you can go uh, do more damage while you're on the offensive side. There's a bunch of different stuff, and it's actually it adds another element to that, which is cool. I I think, in my opinion. All right. Um, no crucible for you, Mag. Then I do. I like a little bit of crucible. I I like. Um, she did some on I, her on the twenty four hour. Yeah, I did. I used to do. I used to play a bit of Destiny. I would stream and then I'd end with cruci a few rounds of Crucible. I, whoever was in chat could jump in with me, and we'd do a few rounds of the Control the Zone. What's that called? Control. Control. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite mode. I like that one because it gives you an objective apart from just killing, so you can kind of learn the map that way and learn where the team, where the enemies will come from, um, and. Uh, the guy will give really inspiring messages. Like if you pull ahead, he'd be like, your team is in the lead. Like, uh, it's very I remember exciting. that. It's like, yeah. Yes. Like, took and lead. then if it's a really mis like managed unbalanced team and you're losing really bad, he'll be like, I've seen enough. I'm pulling you out now. And he like takes you out of the game because he's so ashamed. Basically, of you. he's saying, you but suck yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's the mercy rule, basically. 
Uh, but link a little bit back to the lore um, on Destiny 2 then, please. Correct. So, so now that we've learned about the Hive on Earth and the Fallen in Russia, you now have the Exo warning you, the Exo Stranger, excuse me, who now warns you that there's a higher threat, which is in Venus. And this is when you start meeting our next, um, our next enemies, which are the Vex, which are ancient cyborg uh, race. And they're just completely hell-bent on expanding their species across the whole galaxy. Uh, and they also have close ties to the darkness as well. Um, and the Vex already control Mercury, which we've seen in Destiny 2 when he or when you meet osiris and brother vance and all that there so you see that how much the vex are already controlling mercury and that stuff for the uh the the osiris um dlc so with that they also have presence in mars um which you kind of see a little bit sometimes but the biggest threat that you have on mars is now you meet the cabal which the cabal um are trying to stop the Vex from controlling Mars. They were sent centuries ago to scout the solar system um, and to kind of describe what the Cabal are. It's just a heavily militarized empire of like these alien species that are basically decked out in armor. But you can see they have names of like old Roman um, called ranks. Yeah, they're ranks like lieutenant or um, yeah, there's like lieutenants. There's the phalanx there's the um shit i'm always blanking on some of them um but you you get what i'm saying they have like these old uh rank names uh for their the the type of enemy they are which i i liked about that i like that they threw a little bit of old school into the new school still so um but yeah so they ran into they ran into vex in mars and now they've been in a uh, they've been locked in a war for the longest time so that's kind of where you you see mars playing a role in destiny one and also in destiny two where you'll see the cabal still running around and then you learn about the black garden which is now a dimension um, outside of space and time that's protected by the vex and that's where you see the this entity called the black heart which is considered a god to the the vex and it's linked to the darkness and basically you end up destroying the the black heart and then that ends the first part of destiny before all the dlc comes comes in which then now you have the first one which is the dark below which now discusses crota the son of oryx who is an, another god um, which sleeps in the realm of or in a, in a specific realm called the netherworld um, and the hive the reason why the hive are on the moon are now trying to revive this person and bring him into our realm which now you meet Eris Morn, who is um, one of the characters that you see in Destiny 2. She was one of the last survivors of a fire team who tried to kill Crota, and that didn't obviously go well, so she was able to live, but everybody else died. And then you kind of learn in that DLC about Crota, and um, you learn about his father, Oryx, and then you end up defeating Crota in the process. And then you take a break from all that, after you, thank you, Drennan, by the way, for saying Centurion. That was the other one. I now see it there. Sorry, I'm like stuck reading this these notes. But Centurion is the other one that I always think of and I always forget exactly what it's called. But Somebody here on chat knows what they're talking about. Yes. 
Yes. Mm. Um, so now that you take a break from uh, the hive and all that stuff, and you start learning about the, the Fallen and the next expansion, which is House of Wolves, and you start learning about the Fallen and the Awoken and how they're kind of tied, and you find out that the Awoken, who you've learned obviously are part human, are basically made up of one main character uh, that you guys have seen before, Marasov, which is the queen of the Awoken. She's in a location called the Reef, but you actually meet her a little bit in Destiny 2 in the Dreaming City. You learn about her a little bit more there. Um, and you know you know about her brother, obviously, from the Forsaken dialogue stuff. Her brother's the one that ends up taking out a, a fellow member. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later. But now you, you, you learn about how the Awoken have basically enslaved some of the Fallen, and one of them being... a one of them by the name of Skullus, which is a high-ranking fallen officer. Um, and now he's trying to cause an uprising since he's been taken. He ends up fleeing and is trying to take over the reef, but you end up getting called upon and you lock away Skullus in the um, in the prison of elders. And that's basically all of House of Wolves. It was probably one of the smaller ones, but it was very interesting to kind of learn some of the things. Um but yeah, you, you know that some of the Awoken are also guardians as well that live off in this distant um, asteroid called the Reef. It's basically like a little cluster of just asteroids everywhere. But that's when you meet Marasov, and she's one big character that you still actually learn about in Destiny 2. Um, and then now that you've taken away from those two, you are now brought back for the final DLC in Destiny 1, and you have the Taken King, which is... Oryx, the father of Crota, ends up sending his fleet down for vengeance on us for killing his son. And you find out that Oryx is actually a god himself. And you, you find out that he also has the ability to enslave both Cabal, or excuse me, all of Cabal, Vexed, and Fallen members and turn them into a new enemy, which is called the Taken. And you know the Taken from Destiny 2 now, which are the ones that have like the black and white weirdish coloring and whatnot um that look like they're interdimensional so that's when you end up meeting them and the awoken queen tries to fight them but she ends up being uh she ends up getting killed in the process so then with that being done you learn about where oryx is and it's on the dreadnought this huge ship out in one of the belts of i think saturn or something and you end up fighting him you end up killing him and then that's the end of that. You end up finding out that you killed another god, which it starts turning into this fight where gods are trying to come after the traveler. It's like a. <laughs> uh, Jen is making losers. You are minor. Okay. Uh, oh god. Let me <laughs> let me so take a, a break here. A link on the lore. I want to talk about um, a little about the guns we have on Destiny Two, uh, Meg. Which it. it I know because we have guns and we have a melee and we have something kind of a special weapon, right? That you can, it charges and then you use that special weapon. Depending on your, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Your super. Yeah. See, I always forget to use this. You save it up and it's your, (laughs) it's like your ultimate ability. And um, I always, I totally always forget to use mine. Same thing on Division. I always just play without it because it's so rare. Like it's not always available. Do we have a super so... on the Division? 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah, she's get... talking about your heavy, like your your you're heavy in division. When you get your signature, your signature weapon, the grenade launcher, the sniper, the crossbow. Oh, okay, go, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Those, yeah. I always forget right, about yeah. that because you got to gather up the ammo. Well, it's the same kind right. of deal in Destiny. You got to charge up your super. Um, but yeah, it's really cool depending on what it is. Uh, my favorite would be um, the lightning one where you get lightning come as a warlock. You have lightning that comes out of your hands and you're like um, Emperor Correct. Palpatine. Correct. What's it called? It's uh, the storm trance, basically, is what. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the it's warlocks. the best way to kill in PvP. You save that up, and then you use it, and you just you wait till you see like a group of them all together, and then you activate it and rush at them, and they'll all die <laughs> guaranteed. It's amazing. <laughs> Triple kill, but yeah, so all the different all the different classes have a few different options of, um, of their super ability that they can use gotcha. in addition to your regular weapons and grenades and stuff. So in weapons we have like rifles, we have uh, snipers. Though you have you have a grip of them actually. So you have assault rifles, you have the Plasma pulse rifles. Oh, pulse. Sorry. Pulse rifles, which are three round bursts. You have the scout rifles, which are single round. You have the sniper rifles, which are heavy single rounds. Then you have submachine guns. You have um, what is it? Sidearms, which are basically three round pistols. Then you have hand cannons, which are single shot pistols. Those are like the heavy ones. Um, some sidearms are also single shot, just depends on which one you get. And then you also have the fusion rifles, which are charge shots and usually shoot either three to one, depending on which version you get. So there's the regular fusion rifles, and then you have singular fusion rifles or singularity fusion rifles, which are basically one single shot straight down. Um, and then once you get into the heavier stuff, of course, you got shotguns. You have the grenade launchers. You have heavy machine guns. You wow. have melee weapons like swords, and you have different style of swords. Oh, like swords I remember galore. dying so much times to a sword on crucible matches. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, plenty of time. It depends on which which sword it is and who's doing it. So from what I remember now, one of the biggest ones is being a hunter class and having the wolf fang sword, which you can only get doing a specific event or excuse me a specific um activity mm -hmm. and you have to do it with a group of people and it's if i remember the hunter is the only one that gets the drop but it's not always 100 percent a drop and that thing gives you uh super basically gives you a boost in speed and since your hunter class usually runs speed it's basically letting you run through everything and just yeah just demolish people wow you basically run like a ninja so <laughs> Just yeah. as your character that uh, we are checking here, um, your I don't know how it's this is it's a Titan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So within within the the um, within your races, there's three classes: hunter, warlock, and titan. Um, and the best way to describe those is uh, to to put it in a layman's term: titans are meant to be more tanky-ish, hunters are meant to be more stealthy-like. And then the warlocks are meant to be like magic or super based and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Mag, do you have anything to add, or shall we continue? Also the... bows, also bows. Thank I don't you. Know if you bows, bows yeah. is another one. Yeah. So um, archery bows is another oh. weapon in there. Oh. <laughs> archery <Best>. bows. 
Yeah. Okay, no, you it's thought, my bed. You thought bow ties? No, no, uh, I I heard balls. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I was like, balls. Oh, okay. Bows. 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 Okay. No, I remember. Yeah. I remember that yeah. um, being killed by that as well. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of these weapons that they create, that they make, some of them are event based for like seasonal stuff. So, for instance, since you brought up the bow for ho- or not Halloween, excuse me, for uh, Valentine's Day, it's called. Mm. It was a crimson bow, and you had to do certain things with another person in your fire team. Yeah, there you go. The vow. Damn, I'm glad you know that, actually. That's impressive. (laughs) I know things. Well, no, I'm not saying that you don't know things. It's just I know you don't play it as often. No, but during February, I played it all day, every day. So I remember doing that event and getting the vow for that bow. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The vow was probably one of the best uh, bows outside of the the legendary ones or exotic. Excuse me. It's OP. Um, yeah, it's pretty damn good. What about um? Okay, I forgot the question I was gonna ask. <laughs> uh, Link, please continue. Then. <laughs> okay, so now that we've killed Oryx in the first one, now we're getting into the very first part intro, going into what's gonna be Destiny Two, which is the Iron Lords, and you learn about. Lord Saladin, which is <laughs> Lord Sourdine, um, is what I call him, which is basically the head person for Iron Banner. And you find out that he was obviously one of the first, but you get noticed that he's been finding fallen who are raiding ancient tombs and have found a self-replicating nanotech, which you, which is called Siva, which is similar to Rasputin in a sense, but they're not the exact same thing uh but basically the sieve is changing them into powerful machine gods um and then with with you helping uh lord saladin you now have him ushering a new generation of the iron lords which is basically you guys so now you are considered the iron lords that are protecting earth and then we have our transition back into destiny 2 which starts with the cabal being the main enemies and you're kind of revisiting that. And now you have Gaul, which is the main enemy who is seeking the traveler for his power or his energy to become a guardian or a god in a sense. And so you're fighting him throughout the first campaign and you find that your light's been uh, diminished. You no longer have a ghost that's functioning that can bring you back. You now only have one life and everybody turns to be scared now. So your job is to fight the one last fight, stop Gull from taking everything. And he ends up becoming this like super sane person in the end, but you end up destroying him and he fulfills his, his, his goal of being a God, but he ends up dying in the process. So like I mentioned before, you're now learning that every fight that you endure is now becoming a fight against gods which mm. starts putting in a bigger picture of what's really going on out in the destiny world you're having all these cosmic battles because after that you have the the fight on mars where after you've done this you've gotten you know um you've gotten the vex that you're fighting with osiris which are um trying to change mathematically in the infinite forest how 
the future is going to be predicted or how it's going to come into fruition and you have to stop them from being the end rulers of it all and you end up fighting them then you go back to mars and you fight people with anna bray and you fight this huge worm god which is now another god that you destroy and then you fast forward into the forsaken series now in the forsaken series is where you find Cade. Cade is one of the main top people in the in the um uh what's the in the tower so you have three people in the tower ikora who's in a human warlock you have zavala which is an awoken titan who handles a lot of the um the strike missions and stuff like that and then you have Cade, who's kind of like the quirky funny guy that always has bad jokes and stuff and always playful and tries to be not super serious he's protecting the prison of elders from the first uh the first destiny that we did he's protecting the prison of elders in help with marasav to to keep everybody in line and you come to find out that there are people in there that want Kate dead which one being marasav's brother so he stages all this stuff to let people out and this is where you now lose Cade as somebody in the in the tower so now he's officially gone and you fight back and try to stop these people and in doing so you learn about the the dreaming city which is basically the area of the awoken for the queen her her area and you learn that marasov is actually still alive she didn't die in the process fighting um oryx so now you go and learn about all that stuff and she tells you about what's basically coming in the future war so you learn about the um you're kind of learning about the arrival the stuff in season of arrivals the pyramids and a couple other things but then once you defeat marasov's brother there's a little there's a little clip that kind of shows him coming back to life at the very end and that will actually come back into beyond light so you'll start learning about all that stuff in Beyond Light, which is actually going to be really interesting if nobody's seen any of the trailers. So then, now that we've gotten that out of the way, we're now getting into all the seasonal stuff. You learn about Rasputin with the season of... Um, what is it? The season of... Uh, I forgot what it was called. It was one of the worst seasons, though, too. Worst seasons, I can't even remember. But you had to do so much grinding. But you learn about Rasputin, and that's the whole thing with the live event that we talked about. You end up learning about, um, I think right now is the season of arrivals, which is the the enemies before time, which were after, I think, the Traveler. You also learn about the, um, gosh, the, the Vex and the Black Garden somehow coming back, which now that stuff is playing a role in Beyond Light as well. So since we're kind of going back to the original stuff, you're going to start seeing that. But you have all these different seasons that are coming into play, and they start explaining a lot of the lore that's coming forward with with the new Destiny 2 Beyond Light stuff. And you're going to start seeing all that stuff trickle into it. But as far as the expansions and everything go, that's pretty much up to date where we are now sorry um so i have a question uh, or no mm -hmm. go ahead maggie i think you were gonna say something 
nothing. It's just so cool to hear how that all came together at the end and is leading into what's about to happen in November, which is like super soon. Two it, weeks. I feel like it's yeah, it's coming up so fast. Yeah. In two weeks, we will have the new season arriving. Or I, I'm better not <laughs> using the season arriving because of season of arrivals. But uh, <laughs> um, there's going to be this new season on Destiny 2. And what, uh, what I wanted to ask uh, both of you is I remember at some time ago, there was discussion of why not having a destiny 3 release and basically doesn't make any sense at all at this point right um no so it, it doesn't make sense to do any of that even though they they've discussed that it's something that might be further down the road but right now with everything going on you can kind of see um they want to continue expanding on the content because there's a lot of stories still going on i think they're going to hit it when it's a major change because this next DLC is another three episodes in it. So what we had beforehand um, with all this stuff, we had the Season of the Forge, which were the first ones kind of. So you had Season of the Forge, which is when we learned about the Black Armory, um, these super high-tech weapons and stuff like that that only special people could can wield in a sense. Then you learned about the Drifter and the Season of the Drifter and kind of what his importance is in all of this, who he really is, and also the story of the Nine, which are these um, almighty beings that you learn about that talk about prophecies and all this stuff. And then you had the um, the season of opulence, which is when you started learning about one of the raid bosses, which his name was Callus, and you kind of learn about his stuff and what he's been doing um, and then you got that it was a new it was a new activity which was called the menagerie and that's when you started learning about all those different ones and god that was that was a pain in the ass as, as well <laughs> um but out <laughs> so outside of that once you started getting through through that stuff is when you started learning of the um the season of dawn which is when you started learning about osiris again and one of the fellow members that was in there, which was Saint 14, you actually learn his lore beforehand a little bit. And then he comes back and you kind of now bring him back into the present time. He technically died in the, in the original story, but in season of Dawn, you actually go back in time and you bring him back, which is kind of weird in itself. But a lot of people had this idea that Cade was going to be one person that we might be able to bring back in the later future. Because if we were able to bring one guardian back, we might be able to bring back more than we anticipated. Um, but after that one is when we started getting into um, the one that I hated, which was Season of Worthy. Season of the Worthy. That was the worst one with Rasputin. Um, but I did miss one DLC, which is the Shadowkeep one, which a lot of people um, should kind of know about now. Right. Um, that that, that was one more is pretty popular. One. Yeah, that was that was what instigated the beginning of a lot of this the seasonal stuff. Um, but you'll learn about think, kind of like the, I think that's the one that arrived the Stadia with, right? Correct. So Shadowkeep arrived with Stadia, and that's what kind of started it all. Um, but yeah, so you had um, you had a lot of stuff that went on with that one, and you kind of learned about the moon 
that was when that opened up and you learned about the seasonal artifacts and finishers and the new armor and stuff. But yeah, you learned about the new, the new shadow, the, the hive that are manipulated by like all that red stuff that's on them. But yeah, you, you learned a good amount of, of stuff there. And that was the, uh, that was the intro into a lot of the, the seasonal stuff. So that was, that was when seasons actually meant something like you actually got a lot of stuff out of it and it was good. It, they, they revitalized it a lot and it was, it was nice, but it was, I mean, there's still some things that lacked in it for some people, others they didn't really care for. Um, I think the biggest influence was that there was like a, if you bought the DLC, you had access to the premium part of it. If not, you just got like the standard one. So you didn't get all the extra stuff like any other season past us. You have the baseline free, then you had the premium. And a lot of people were like, well, it's a free to play game. Why would you do that? And then that's where they started getting the money and all this other crap. And yeah, but then with all that, you've gotten through all the seasons. And now you're at, you know, season of arrivals, which is about to end. And once season of arrivals is done, then you have the um, the new one, which is season of the hunt. And yeah, that'll be that'll be the new one. That'll be the uh, the new crazy beyond light stuff, and you'll start learning about new a new um, a new ability that we get, which is stasis, which is all ice ice related. So it'll be interesting. You're talking about, uh, can you talk a little bit more about these abilities that you mentioned? So the each class system has its own abilities um, and they all reflect around different elements. So you have solar, which is fire. Um, you have void, which is basically like, it, it looks like gravity in a sense, or like this, this weird um, gravitational power. And then you also have the, um, electric which is arc so each one of those you were able to create your titan or your hunter or warlock to have the ability of all those but at the same time um you can switch them on the go and they had their little skill trees set for each thing that you can switch whenever you want it didn't cost you anything didn't um use any resources you can change it however you want your gear is what helped you kind of perfect the build that you're looking for because you got to add mods to weapons or armors and all this stuff um that was where the minor tweaking was to get all that but yeah each thing had um a specific grenade a melee that you can do a melee type whether it be life-sucking or damage like a damage dot um and then you had your super which we kind of discussed each class system had a super for each character right um we're talking about um, the weapons we're talking about um the 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 classes etc. What about uh, gear? Because uh, we saw you you mentioned that um, you were building that character more to be a tank based on its class. So you build gear for a class, or that gear could be used either way. Originally, when they did it for Destiny Two, they they remove the um the specific stats the stat bonuses so originally it was just like you had a specific gear level and that was it and it either helped you or it didn't help you stuff like that when they did the newer versions um they added what's called armor 2.0 where they brought back where some armor would be heavier in 
save, movement speed, and intelligence. And intelligence actually helps for your super to recharge faster. So if you had, say, a warlock class who is heavy on abilities and they're, they're super, you can focus everything to be intelligence and all that stuff. And your super can take like less than a minute to charge from doing different things. And basically, you could just go around and destroying a bunch of people with that. Um, or you can be like a Titan class and be more having more resilience, which will give you defense and also, you know, the time it takes for your shield to actually recharge. So there was different things once that armor 2.0 came in that you can start looking for. So not the same piece of armor would be the same piece of armor. It could literally look the same, but the stats would be completely different. They may favor you or they may not. And that's mm. when you started working towards the, how do I want to build my Titan or my Warlock or Hunter, you know? And that's when you started really looking at the builds and stuff. And you started taking those parts and you added mods, which would also influence either your intelligence your strength, your whatever the case may be, the stat, you can also add a boosted stat underneath that along with other modifications like um, you can find more ammo when using a grenade launcher. So if you stacked all of those, you can constantly find specific ammo for your grenade launchers that you would never have to find ammo ever again. Like you, you, it would constantly drop from each person that you would constantly be able to use that gun and having specific perks for those weapons because they all had their own set of perks would definitely help you for instance if i had an auto loader which if i had it holstered it would reload on its own and if i had two weapons that had that and switched back and forth well they'd automatically oh, be doing it and if it's nice. two grenade launchers i constantly have ammo going back and forth back and forth that i wouldn't even have to worry that is cool that is definitely yeah. so cool. there was there was a lot Mag, what about you? Um, do you remember the gear you were aiming to while you were playing Destiny? So, no. So, I never got so advanced in my Destiny playing. I basically was always leveling and just taking whatever, like, whatever I picked up or that came out of a drop that was better than what I had on, I would put it on. But I was trying out different things and, like, learning what I liked and what I didn't like and what worked well and what didn't work well. So I was, like, getting to the point that I was reaching, like, max level and going to have to be getting gear that I started, like, actually using or improving. I had a few nice guns. I had some guns that I was leveling up with me because they had really good perks and stuff. Um, but, yeah, there's so much customization that you can have and you can put so many different um on on your guns and your ammo and stuff not not ammo on your guns and on your gear there's so <laughs> many cool things and to get a, an exotic was always so exciting because they actually have different little extra things that you could do so i had um on my warlock i had a really cool chest piece and like she could like hover in the air you could jump really high and then and as you look down the site she would just hover there so i got some good kills that way so yeah tons yeah, of stuff like that in the game there's a lot of stuff that they, they added with the exotics compared to normal weapons. They had specialized perks that were only specific to those pieces of armor or pieces of weaponry. Um, for instance, there was uh, the sniper rifle that I tend to use, which is called the what is it the Whisper of the Worm, which is the original or the, the one that you hear now, but was also known back then as Black Spindle which was the highest ranking um, 
sniper rifle to get and it was the hardest one to get but when you aim that weapon and hit three times consecutively it automatically reloads your weapon wow and you don't have to worry about anything as long as you can get the headshots they're it's it's automatic reload are the headshots uh one shot kill or do we have any mm, weapon on, on destiny it's strong is... enough to do it because of the impact but not all the time so i mean if you're fighting a boss or a raid boss right it's not going to to um to destroy it right away but it'll do some heavy damage but the mobs but yes, you can kill it with a single shot if you well no it's just if you can get three headshots if you can get three headshots in a row on en any enemies it would automatically reload it free of your ammo like ashes had just mentioned it didn't use any of your ammo it just automatically reloaded um and then they they added what's called catalyst which is a a new mod or yeah i guess it's a mod you would call it which basically enhanced the weapons that you would get but you would have to do a bunch of different things in order for for that to work so for instance i think this one was you had to get a certain amount of kills um with the weapon in order for it to be perfected in a sense and in order for you to do that you had to go around and do i, I think it was like 500 or 300 or something like that enemies with that one weapon some of some of the other ones require you to use like the the other one that i use which is the it's a pulse rifle and god now i'm forgetting it what it's called the it's an exotic one um shit bug me don't worry link don't worry <laughs> no no i'm gonna i'm gonna find it graviton lance i knew it started with lance too and I was, or it had lance in it but graviton lance it's a three round shot and the last shot um if it kills anybody or basically if your shots kill anybody they explode and cause these cosmic like energy balls to go around and if they blow up anybody else or if they kill anybody else those will spawn more and it'll constantly keep spawning and exploding wow and you have that ability to increase i think the stability or the amount of damage when you get the catalyst done but you need to have kills from that that ability in order for it to count so they tweak a lot of different things and it makes it worth having those weapons perfected later on in the long run awesome yeah there's a lot of stuff though <laughs> this game went from a, a really small amount of content to a ridiculous amount of different things that you can do that makes the experience different for everybody facts awesome facts <laughs> here um i have been a, a horrible host tonight uh, especially with timekeeping, because we try to keep this show a little bit shorter. But we know with this game being so big, yeah. um, it wouldn't be possible. Uh, but uh, before we, we move to the wrap-up, what can we expect uh, the new interaction of this new DLC arriving? Or what would be your highest expectation of this new DLC? Uh, for me, I mean, it'd be going back to, to the lore. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on in this story that I've been looking forward to. I've been reading a lot of the different rumors and stuff of who's playing what, what each character represents from the lore that we've already seen. And it's something that I've been looking forward to that they've revamped a lot of the stuff. Um, 
and that's not even including the new abilities that we're getting into and the new worlds that we're getting into um they're bringing back a lot of old destiny one stuff and i think it's going to be have a nice like nostalgic feel for those players that played destiny one before but also it's going to create a new experience for the new players that are going to be able to relive the older stuff and kind of be like oh okay so this is what it was like before and you know all these different things so i, I think it's going to be a nice experience um i think my only concern is in the direction that they're going with the story i hope they can still fluidly keep it going the way they've been with the track record um and that the seasons don't feel as grindy as we've seen them before they have more story driven uh, missions or interactions that make it feel like you're actually doing story dialogue or you know story yeah, missions and it's not just um uh, it's not just kind of like a tedious activity what about you mag um before we starting the show you were saying that you plan to get the dlc right i do i do want to get it i should i want to pre-order it i'm gonna have to buy it right now i was gonna get the fanciest fancy edition i think i'm just gonna get the regular edition right now um but yeah i'm gonna get it and i hope to see i i think i read somewhere that they promised that they did they tried to take our feedback and improve improve the new player experience i would like to see that i want to oh, see the team they make there they did okay yeah i think because i'm tired of trying to like i would stream destiny and i would try to get i convince people to try it because they think it looks like fun and then they'd come back to me in a day or two or a few days and say i just couldn't get into it and i was like i don't blame you it's a horrible game to start <laughs> yeah. but then it's fun right so so i hope that they do improve it so that when we say to people hey this is a great game come check it out um that they will maybe you know actually enjoy starting it and playing it and then non-boring cutscenes. i hope for i hope non-boring cutscenes. which ones are those ones too, just the ones that aren't too long and like drag on and are confusing and i just want exciting exciting storytelling oh gosh <laughs> meg <laughs> uh, i was talking to my wife um earlier in the week about exactly about this cutscenes and uh I told her, uh, you don't like cutscenes. You just like to hit smash and play. She's true, but I enjoy cutscenes. So, um, I, I would, would, no spoilers, but uh, on Death Stranding, once you finish the game, start a cutscene that is about 60 to 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> of a cutscene. Well, basically a movie. Exactly. Yeah. Right after, yeah. okay, I finish smashing the buttons time for a long <laughs> probably that sh it should have been a record for love for like longest cutscene in video game history but uh, i'm uh, already drifting <laughs> away a little bit uh we're yeah, gonna no continue worries. talking to everybody here on, on chat for a little bit but before i gotta do the wrap up here i want to thanks uh the mr lore book of our panel here <laughs> um, if it wasn't for a man a, who plays way too much the, for way too long the man who knows everything no a, i don't know everything if it wasn't for you link the every each every single each episode we learn more and uh i really appreciate you for that yeah no problem man i mean it Definitely. goes with it goes with my track record of playing games so uh, I, I don't mind it at all <laughs> and max thanks for the pew pew pews as well 
yeah, of course. Oh yeah, they did make an appearance today. That was that was great. <laughs> that was great. All right, everybody. So we're gonna be back for next week. Uh, let's define it here already. Next week it's going to be November the fourth. And on the, the fourth no, be with you. May, no, no, May the fourth. November the fourth be with you. <laughs> but then here's the deal. The the other than that, it's November eleventh. Mm-hmm. And Valhalla launches at November tenth. Oh. So should we do next week um Odyssey in a kind of a rare long short I don't know how short <laughs> can it be but a a short wrap up of Assassin's Creed I will do my best to make it as short as possible That one yeah, I know a little bit more points. I can uh, I can uh, help a little bit So yeah. it's a deal guys next week we're going to be doing a very special show, probably gonna be a little longer uh, of um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey because Link have finished literally all the DLCs available on Stadia right now, <laughs> and I know one thing or two about uh, Assassin's Creed as well. I would say I think we should probably hit more of the modern day lore, right? Than the other stuff, like uh, no, yeah, Assassin's Creed. I-, I won't hit the lore. For Altair, for example. Well, yeah, no, well, that's what I'm saying. If we could just hit the modern day stuff and go through that and then kind of just explain this is where this Assassin's Creed starts, this Assassin's Creed starts, all that stuff, I think it'll make more sense. And we kind of just describe what they're after. So right. uh, we should be able to make it within an hour or so. Yeah, uh, yeah one hour and a half, I believe. But uh, anyway, we will be ready. So yeah. everyone, again, thanks our podcast listeners for this show and we see you on the next episode of the trash mob show yep take care